0: second we had a little bit of a hiccup there but we are live hello and welcome just to family this is giving you something to talk about or just alive as i like to call it i'm your host melissa Kretschler. today we're going to be talking about grief is loss and how that works and i'm really excited to get into that our sponsor today is of course the phoenix identity Change your life by first learning how to control and embrace your emotions. Click on the link in the description for the Embrace Your Positivity, the introduction to the Rockstar Method. The Rockstar Method is a method that will help you learn how to control your emotions, even in the middle of the overwhelming emotions. So go and check that out, link in the description. I, of course, am Melissa Crutchley, your host, but I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker, Tawana Jones. Tawana, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Melissa. Uh, so, yes, I'm. Tawana you'll see. I'm an advanced uh, grief recovery specialist, so I really and truly spend a ton of my time just meeting folks right where they are in that grief journey um, and teaching grief recovery method, which allows you to kind of free yourself from some of the pain that's held on. Um, I'm also a professional speaker, and I just uh, released a new book, which is called Unstoppable Momentum. Uh, so it's an anthology. I'm one of nine authors. Um, all women, and we talk about overcoming a number of things. Uh, But I'm super excited to be here. I can't wait to get into the conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Hello, everybody. And let's get into it. Awesome.
0: So for anybody watching, um, or even catching the replay, get involved in the conversation. I do monitor these episodes after they have been posted. So feel free if you have any questions or you want to jump in and comment on what we're talking about. Absolutely get involved. Um, that's what the show is all about, giving you something to talk about, right? We want to start those conversations, um, which is why we're late, because <laughs> we're talking about Um, something that my husband and I are creating and I'm not going into details on what that is. What I am going to say though, is it's comedic. Um, and I think that starting right off comedy, that is laughter. Any form of laughter is such a good way to combat being in the midst of grief, right? Is having that laughter and that fun time. Now, this episode is all about grief is loss. And you and I were talking about all of the different ways that we experience grief, but we don't actually realize that it's grief that we're experiencing about. So for anybody watching or catching the replay, if you're, if you're watching, type in the comments, what do you think grief is? Do you think grief is specifically loss? Uh, Like when you lose somebody that you love, when you, um, somebody has died or passed away, where do you think grief falls into that? Um, I know we think it's a little bit more than that. So um did you want to get started on that conversation on on
1: what is grief yes yes so this is actually my favorite conversation what is grief is why I am an advanced grief recovery specialist and so um, I like many of us had a very narrow idea of what grief was right for me it was somebody died mm-hmm. somebody died. you grieve Everything else that happens in life though, we call it something else. It's like a breakup, if you can't get over it or it's like you're not immediately ready to move on, then that's baggage, right? Or um, things that happen in our childhood that, you know, maybe not as egregious in our mind as other people, um, we never really find a way to manage those. And so we're then kind of put into like a box sometimes of like, oh, childhood trauma. But a lot of times, many of those things that we experience in life that leads us with a broken heart is grief. Mm-hmm. And so it's such a broad description of loss. It's not as narrow as I lost a person. Grief has so many connotations. Um, in the Grief Recovery Institute, 40 life events have been identified as producing feelings of grief so it's things as tangible as yeah a person i love died or a person that i thought should love me but i've never really known or loved them also died right it's also oh my gosh the entire world is shut down and you mean we can't go on spring break and i can't take a family vacation right the pandemic that is a gre- that is the single largest grieving event that we've experienced as a human race. And so being able to appreciate that grief is so much bigger than this really tiny thing that we all, somebody died, um, it will help us so greatly and just better being able to kind of get that completion we need from the pain that grief left behind and then being, being able to really kind of move forward. Yep.
0: I was explaining to my son. So my son recently went through a breakup and, um, I was explaining to him that, you know, a breakup is, is like a death, right? It's, you're grieving it. You're grieving something that you thought was going to work, something that you thought was going to last. Breakups, I think for me are the most, um, breakups when your children leave the home, all of those things kind of go hand in hand with death because it's the end of something, right? Um, and even that, even labeling it as the death of somebody, isn't isn't as it's the death of an idea, the death of a of a situation. The it's the end of something. So I'm a psychic intuitive medium, so I card readings, um, and part of that is like if you do the tarot cards, you get the death card, and everybody is so so scared of that card. When in actuality, that doesn't mean somebody is going to die. It means it's the end of a situation. So if you're going through a horrible situation and that situation is ending, it's actually a blessing because that, that horrible situation that you, that you've gone through is now coming to an end, right? Mm -hmm. So grief for me is the end of, of something, right? And when your kids leave, when, you know, when you're experiencing grief, lack of motivation, lack of confidence, um, insomnia. You and I were going over all of these in our pre-screening interview, right? There's so many things that we experience Mm -hmm. with a lack of something. Um, When when we're kids, and this is one of my favorite things that people don't realize, when we're kids, we have all of these aspirations and all of these dreams. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a princess or I'm going to be the president or I'm going to do this and I'm going to get married and have the white picket fence and we have all of these ideas right because people keep asking us what are you going to be when you're an adult what are you going to be when you're older what are you going to do what are you going to be who are you going to be and then we get here and it's not like that at all right i wanted to be a veterinarian i'm squeamish as hell and i would be passing out at every freaking <laughs> job because i'm too squeam. i can't deal with anything medical i can't deal mm. with it. i don't want to hear it my body literally goes into shock um, so for me, that wasn't a possibility. Right. So now I think back and we, we did inner child the other day, right. We were talking about your inner child. The mm-hmm. other, day. that inner child is probably hurting. Like I could be an adult that I'm 40 this year. I could be an adult and going, I still haven't forgiven myself. That little girl mm-hmm. that wanted to be a veterinarian has still not forgiven myself for not following through with becoming veterinary right Mm -hmm. so it's the grief of that right those those perceived failures we hold on to those right and it's it's victimization all over again because we haven't forgiven ourselves or allowed Mm -hmm. ourselves to grieve for what we thought was going to be our future right Mm -hmm. and in my case that's kind of i just had a breakthrough because obviously we do that at points you know, maybe that's why I have never truly gotten where I wanted to in business because that little girl keeps saying, but you didn't follow through. Sure. <laughs> and you hold on to that grief and it keeps manifesting in different ways and in different things. And but we never really understand that it's actually grief.
1: Grief. Yes, yes. So it's so um interesting that that you would mention, like kind of go down that path specifically because, um, that child, that inner child in us at one point in your life, that little girl was so awesome and so protective of you. And so that conversation with you was helpful because your brain knew you don't like squeamish stuff, right? So the, the inner child is like, well, we want to do this thing, but the inner child also knows, but I don't really like vomit or I don't like this or blood or that. And then you become this adult who, as you've said, may be unable to forgive yourself for never simply pursuing that thing. A huge part of grief, especially when it's that intangible loss, the loss of my career, right? Uh, So here, let me go, prime example. As a little girl, all I ever wanted to do was be in corporate America. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, big city, going downtown Cleveland as a little girl. I'd always see the women walking in their business suits. They have on tennis shoes with like a briefcase, and you'd see these women. And so as a little girl, that's all I ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. I pursued that. I spent 23 years successfully in corporate America. I was really good at corporate America. And then I realized, well, you're the feeling of being unfulfilled, so the grief of accomplishing success in corporate America, but not really enjoying it, right? I had to pursue purpose. So today I sit here, Tawana, who pursued purpose, but on April 11, 2022, when I officially left my corporate job on my own, grief hit hard and for many people it was like well what do you mean you got grief like you quit your job I'm like yeah but you're missing it grief is so easily defined as the conflicting emotions associated with the change of a familiar pattern of behavior my familiarity and every day was gone i didn't have the ability to just log on and be spoon fed my work, right? I I had to actually build this business and that wasn't something I was mentally, I knew I had to, but I, I don't think I was fully prepared. And so I had to take a moment very early on and deal with the fact that I am really missing the people I'm used to talking to every day, logging into my work email, right? Seeing what's changing. It's almost the things that bothered me about my corporate role. I was missing some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so taking a moment to deal with it as it was grief allowed me to be okay with the fact that, hey, I miss what I used to do. I miss the people I used to talk to. Doesn't mean I'm not happy and fulfilled right here, but I'm okay with acknowledging that I miss that too. That piece right there, that I think for many people, and I'll speak from experience, just the grievers I've worked with, but that piece there, being able to say, I'm totally fulfilled in this part of my life. And I'm also okay with the fact that I missed something back there. I didn't get enough of, I wanted something to be better. That is the piece that I believe causes us to get really held into our cycles of grief. Mm -hmm. Because we can't become okay with what's never going to be, right? Like, we're never going to be normal after the pandemic. We will now forever see people wearing masks, right? At any point, the airlines could say, if you're traveling, everybody's got to wear one. So life is never going to go back to the way it used to be. And now we've all got to atone, like, we've got to deal with the pain of accepting that life is gone. That's lost. How do I learn to live with I'm still happy and fulfilled in today, even though that's never going to come back to, to my old familiar patterns?
0: Yeah, yep, absolutely. And some of the things you mentioned there um, really touched on things that that I've been I've been talking about recently as well is the resentment. So what ends up happening and, and what ended up happening in your situation, right. Is, you know, the 23 years in corporate America where you were happy and you were fulfilled and that's everything that you wanted, there gets to be a point, And I, and I've seen it in a lot of women. So please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm feeling into my own um, is you start to resent that thing that you love. So this goes with relationships. This goes with your career Um, when you're not putting yourself first, when you're not doing the things that make you happy and you're overwhelmed or overcome with a certain aspect of your life or which Mm -hmm. becomes every aspect, once you get to that point, you start resenting it, right? Mm -hmm. And you start resenting opening the emails and you start resenting the people that you're uh, accountable to, um, your partner, your business, whatever that looks like. And then you become unhappy. So when you do a decision like you did, you absolutely grieve that because at one point you loved what you were doing and you got mm. into it because it's something that you absolutely loved. So grieving that is for sure. But I wanted to make everybody else aware after hearing that story that that's resentment and that resentment comes from not putting yourself first and, and not yes. seeing what you need um, in the yes. long yeah, I, I've definitely I've talked to a lot of women, especially in corporate America and even, mm-hmm. even CEO and business owners like you and I, we get so so caught up with trying to build our businesses and, and putting everything into it because it's not a nine to five. It's a 24 mm-hmm. um, seven. We forget to put ourselves first. Right. And, and, and then again, that resentment comes in and then we get into that vicious cycle of always constantly trying something new because we're not happy with what we're in. When if we grieved that beginning part and said, you know what, I understand what caused this. I understand where it is. I'm going to mourn and and forgive myself and forgive that little girl and, and just show grace to myself because I'm doing the best that I can.
1: Yes, yep, absolutely. You know, the name of my company is Completely You. And what that actually stands for is living completely in your own uniqueness. So everything that I do, every conversation I have is truly aimed at, like, I want every person to walk away from a conversation with me to feel that much more empowered to be who they are. And that means being okay with your feelings. Like First, identify how you feel, then be okay with your feelings, and and be okay with expressing to the rest of the world in a very healthy way how you feel. because. There's also grief in I'm fine, right? We like, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. And then we walk away and we're like, ah, but I'm, I'm not-, not fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not fine. And so, you know, we then go through, like there's so many moments and periods throughout our day where we have these opportunities to be really kind to ourselves um, and just acknowledge like how I feel at the moment. Be honest with people. If you don't feel fine, Don't say I'm fine. And the person who asked, if you don't really want to know, you shouldn't ask. Um, But we did that. We did an episode specifically on that, on being
0: able to have a healthy conversation about your mental health.
1: Yes, period, Mm -hmm. right, period. And as entrepreneurs specifically, you know, I'm, I'm in a networking organization here. And a few weeks ago, I did a presentation. So I was going in, I was going to do something about women and business, and blah, blah, blah. And as I started researching, I realized that there's this like pandemic or epidemic, I should say, amongst uh, entrepreneurs. So we are really, as a population, right, as a group, entrepreneurs are really struggling with our mental health. And it's starting at our emotional health. And so entrepreneurs are... It, these these statistics from like a 2021 study said so something around 72% of entrepreneurs report indirect or directly having some kind of mental health struggle compared to like 48% of non-entrepreneurs. And so in our community specifically, we have, for me, I feel like that this greater responsibility to care for ourselves and look for opportunities to do just that because If we're not at our best, the people and the the things and the places that we've been kind of assigned to serve, they never really get the full benefit of what we're doing because we're just not, um, we're just not well, but there's this, and look, we've got like five minutes, but the stigma around the conversations, right? So this is why I was so excited to um, partner and come on your show because one, I'm excited that I'm not the only person, right, that these are conversations I really want to engage in. But two, there we will never have enough perspective and, um, you know, diversity and thought in these conversations. So thank you for giving me this platform and even being open and willing to talk about grief in its broader form.
0: Absolutely. And because one of the reasons I started this show was because we all have uniquely valuable information that are going to help people have conversations, right? And mm-hmm. over the last two years, you know, I realized that when I have a conversation with somebody, it's, it's, it's felt differently, it comes across differently, right? If I came on here and I'm just talking to myself, it's awkward. And it's like I'm talking, you know, down to you or whatever, right? Where you're having a conversation with somebody else, it's like, oh, you know, I really, I really like that point. And it it brings out that emotional aspect of it. So I'm an emotional and mental health expert. That's that's my bread and butter here. Um, and so you're right, it does start at an emotional level. And Entrepreneurs, CEOs, there are so many of us who are struggling because, again, when we go from a nine to five, what I loved about a nine to five is you go to work, you do your work, you leave it there, you go home. Yes, right, and you get paid. The problem with nine to five is again, like my husband. My husband is is the worst for this. So he comes home because he feels bad. He doesn't want to go out with his you know, co-workers or whatever because he feels bad because I'm at home with the kids all the time. And it's like, no, go out. Like, no, go out. Like, you need time for you. And I and I made him do it, not made him, but I encouraged him to do it on Monday. The the look on his face when he came home was life-changing. He was so happy that he had gone out and done something. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like, Melissa for the win. <laughs> yes super excited right but when we're CEOs we forget to do that like I have a stack of file folders to the right of me I have two filing cabinets to the left of me I have two stacks of files in front of me and all things that I either need to do need to go through or whatever right I while I'm on the show I'm, I've gotten seven emails while I'm in the show and it's like I get it right but again, if we don't prioritize our health, our mental health, our emotional health, our health and well-being, our physical health, all of it, then we start to struggle, right? And that's why the, the sponsor, I, I have been sponsoring shows left, right, and center, and I've been sharing the Rockstar Method. I created the Rockstar Method to help people learn how to control their emotions. Hmm. And I did it to my husband the other day. And I made him kneel on our stairs, like get on his knees. <laughs> I, told him, I said, get on your knees, right? Rockstar is an acronym. Um, and I didn't do it that aggressively, but I made him do the rockstar method and it was eye-opening. right? Mm-hmm. Like instead of being in his head. Instead of being in his emotions, right? Because your head is all those, right? All of the, the negative chatter that's going on on our head. What's going to happen in the future? What's get, What happened in the past? All of that's going on in our head. And we're not focused on the here and now. Our emotional health is going, I feel this way. I can't get out of this. I feel overwhelmed. I feel stuck. I feel stressed. I feel depressed. I feel anxiety. I feel grief. All of that. And we can't get out of that. But when you do the star method, it stops it all that you still have to process but it stops it all right where you have now that chance to go this is how i feel Mm -hmm. i understand why i feel this way i have power to change how i feel doing the actual kneeling (laughs) to take back your power
1: and then Mm -hmm.
0: figure out okay how do I want to do this? Do I want to change something? Do I want, and then taking responsibility and responding to whatever situation is causing you to feel that way. And it's a processing technique, mm-hmm. right? And when you can learn to process those emotions, especially grief that we're going through, right? Because grief shows up as love, as loss, as um, overwhelm, as, as, you know, depression, anxiety, all of that insomnia, either. When you can take yes. out of that emotional state, out of that mental state, because there mm-hmm. are an emotional and mental state when it comes to grief, you can take mm-hmm. out of that and go, I have the power to change this. It, it changes everything.
1: Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And, you know, Melissa, I, w- I would even um, as a piggyback kind of go um, like even that next step to say, Honestly, I firmly believe if we focused on how we manage our emotions, so if we really put uh, most people, not all, because there are some folks, right, chemically, their mental health is vulnerable, but vulnerable because of chemical imbalances. Yeah. But there are many more people that it's less of the chemical imbalance and just an, a need and desire to really grab hold to how we manage our behaviors, how we manage our feelings. So I am a firm believer that. If we become better at the emotional health, the mental health will follow because we get clarity when our emotions aren't driving us. So when you can take hold and you manage your emotions, they don't get to run the show, so to say, right? So that anger, which is secondary, right? Normally the anger is actually rooted in hurt or pain of some sort. But when we can take hold of those emotions, Well, that anger doesn't get to take control and drive the car. Right. Now we take a moment, we put the car in park, and we're like, wait a minute, I don't want to react in anger because really what's happening is my feelings are hurt. Um but again, it's how do we how do we get how do we make those conversations? We keep having these conversations, right? Where we really encourage folks, like you've got to do both. You gotta focus on emotionally, how are you responding to people, places, emotions, things? Because are you reacting? Life, responding. There we go. And I regulate, right, Respond, respond, which means you're not doing the knee, the knee jerk. If what you do in response to negative stimulus is what you've always done, then you're reacting, period. Emotional. <laughs> if, right, if it requires you to stop and think about the response or what you're going to do next, well, now you're likely responding. And in most cases, that's a much healthier outlet for whatever you're feeling. And it's normally more productive, right? When we can respond, maybe it ends in a conversation versus um, an argument.
0: Yep. So... I love how you said that because it is true. I have a two part system and a methodology and that's the rockstar method to cr- to learn how to control your emotions. And then I have the smarter method and the smarter mm-hmm. method. And they're both acronyms because I have an acronym obsession. Uh, <laughs> the smarter method is your identity, your mental health, your accountability, your responsibility, your trust in yourself. That is your literally processing everything manifesto, where you can then Mm. make decisions, you can have confidence, you can have clarity, and all because you first learned how to become your own rock star.
1: Oh, I love that. That's That's amazing.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to add before we
1: get going? Um, Listen, this is something I've really um, worked hard to help people understand. Grief is a love event. You cannot grieve that which you didn't lose or that you didn't love. It doesn't matter what it is, right? Even in the resentment that I build and many people build in their jobs before they go out and do whatever their passion is. At one point, I absolutely adore what I did. And there were many pieces of that work that after the fact, I realized I love those things. And so be okay with your grief. You, If you're grieving, it is because you've lost something that you absolutely love. Be okay with the grief. Just don't be okay with sitting in the cycle of grief, right, forever. And I'll say the cycle because grief comes in waves. And so uh, dealing with your grief doesn't mean you wake up tomorrow and you're like, all of a sudden, I'm like, shield proof, right? Grief, nothing with grief can bother me. That's not what it means. Life will absolutely life, I guarantee. <laughs> But if you become healthier with your emotions, then the grief takes hold totally differently. It it doesn't even feel the same. You feel comfortable using boundaries to protect yourself versus walls to put people out. Uh, So grief is a loving event. You can only grieve that which you love. So be okay with your grief because you love that thing, that person, that place, that way of life, that whatever it was, you absolutely loved and adored it. The other thing I want to say is if it is a pet, if you've lost a pet, I want to be the person to let you know your grief over the loss of your pet is also very valid. Mm -hmm. So true. So
0: true. Um, Mm -hmm. all right. Well for anybody watching, make sure you go and connect with Tawana. You can do so links in the description of this episode, Um, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been, I I loved this episode.
1: Thank you. This has been a great conversation. Thank you again for having me. Um, I am, can I give my handle? So my Facebook, is Tawana UC Jones. I think you have the link on Instagram. I'm coach Tawana, A-G-R-M-S, and it stands for advanced grief recovery method specialist. So, uh, give me a follow, reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to to help out in any way I can. Um, If you ever want to reach out via email, you want to inquire, I am at Tawana at completelyyouwellness.com. So thank you again, Melissa. This has been an absolute fabulous investment of time today.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that is our episode today. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler. If at all you want to be a guest speaker, guest blogger, guest sponsor, or if you want to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out to us at justalivetv.com. If you have any questions or concerns, again, justalivetv.com. Follow us, like, share, get involved in the conversation. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.